You're listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind Detonation in three, two, one. Let's go. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You can't handle the truth. Has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Yeah, all right. How are we today? Hello, you awesome human you. Welcome to another Cortex Crackingly Good episode of The Optimal State. I am Jay Rad, one of the hosts of this here podcast, and I am joined, as always, by my co-conspiracy analyst in arms, the one, the only, Sir Adam of Loxley. My friend, how do you do today? I am doing quite well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing swimmingly. Yes. All right, we should probably stop that. Like I think people <laughs> people will get completely the wrong idea. This is not that sort of a podcast. We are not the white nighters of 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 whatever this is. <laughs> Milady. But uh I do think we have a good one for everyone today. I think we got some fun stuff to talk about. Um yeah, we're uh we're in pursuit of all things good, true, and beautiful. That's what we're concerned with here on the show. Uh, we know you are too, our optimal state listener. We know the fog of propaganda is thick out there, but it's because they don't want you to see the kingdom of heaven that is attainable on this earth. And by that, I mean the optimal state. I mean how we should be living and it's just concealed by all manner of degraded illusion as it doesn't serve the shadow rulers of this realm in the slightest. So they, they don't want that kingdom of heaven. They want chaos. They want to rule that chaos because chaos is where God's order is most lacking. And therefore, where man, corrupted man, is likely to assert his greatest authority. And if you don't think that's happening, well... They know it's happening, the people who are looking to run the chaos. So, And I think that explains the world we're in. That explains the chaos. When you look around and you don't know which way is up, that's intentional. That's deliberate. So, uh, yeah, that being said, I think we're going to talk about a, a, a chaotic event that really was just controlled chaos, and that's the whole January 6th thing. But what's interesting is that new House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he's dumped some new footage or uh, the full footage into uh, giving it to Tucker Carlson. And I think Tucker Carlson is now slowly releasing it night after night as, as you know, I guess he's doing to drum up viewership to milk it as, as they are doing with this. They're just milking this event nonstop, but I don't know, Adam, what are you, uh, any thoughts uh, on the whole January 6th circus? I mean, yeah, uh, I, I just look at it very simply. Uh, $750 billion on defense spending, and you can't keep some shirtless guys out of, out of the Capitol. I mean, it's it's an absurdity. And that, that I, I don't even want it to make it seem like I'm saying that because I support Republicans or Trump or whatever. I, I'm saying that just as a, a bystander who just is looking for – I mean, I don't even say looking for answers. I just look at something like that as completely ridiculous – uh, you can't keep shirtless men out of your capital and China balloons out of America skies, American skies. And we spend all this money. You know what I mean? It's just so ridiculous. Like, how could anybody, you know, like it's I, I can't really fathom anybody believing what happened there wasn't like you said, controlled chaos. The hilarity, too, is. Anybody who just scrolls through Instagram these days, which it's it's really funny. I it's just filled with, at least to me, and I, I don't I don't feel I actively search for these things. Fight videos, particularly fight videos at stadiums, uh, and just thought girls. But let's focus on the fight videos. I think anyone who would see these videos or anybody who's been to any real public event, we know that people get rowdy, but we also know that security usually can get pretty uh, effective real quick at a lot of these events. I know at most sporting events, there's real effective security that's usually on top of stuff real quick. Go to a concert, there's some effective security there as well. So to piggyback off of what you're saying, I do think it's really interesting that the Capitol Police, which 
we're we're seeing in this new footage that is being released we're seeing really and it's anybody who is remotely truthery has already seen a lot of this stuff it's it's honestly it's not really that much new it's really just reinforcing what everybody has kind of known up until this point that has remotely looked past the mainstream narrative which is that these guys were walking in they were being escorted in they were being show they, they were being allowed to sit at certain desks they were being uh you know re- yeah really just guided around so it's it's nothing that we don't already know but it's just very uh interesting to see that a lot of people are still willing to look at this as some sort of uh what is it? What do they call it? The insurrection event, right? Uh, versus you look at any of these sports events and you're just like, it just doesn't add up. Like why, why is the security and the violence so much greater at, at a sporting event versus this, but we're like freaked out by this. Right. And also, I mean, if you look anywhere globally, we we're seeing in the past two years, it's hard to miss because they're so focused on insurrection here with the January 6th thing that when you see actual insurrection in other countries, it's like, oh, that's uh, that's we don't even know what to do with that in the news cycle. And they just drop it. They just move on. I mean, since the in the past two years, we've seen so much global instability. I, I don't know the number. I could look it up real quick, but. Uh, real far out with how many countries have been collapsing uh, due to the stresses put on it by the whole lockdowns and the um, the inflationary dollar and et cetera. So actually I saw a statistic uh, um, and this was a while ago too. This wasn't even like um, recent. So I'm probably as higher. It said, I think it was a study by the world bank and it said that the pandemic lockdowns through 100 million people worldwide into poverty and you know as americans who are sitting home getting paychecks from the government uh for not working um and which is not the fault of the worker because obviously the you know the government did this to people you know and so people who sat home and collected and a lot of people don't know that stat to begin with but i think we kind of take for granted what the poor nations like maybe like Indonesia, you say your family survived working in a factory in Indonesia or China or whatever it was, and all of a sudden factories shut down. Well, you ain't eaten, and uh, it's. Uh, I think from that context, I think we should really be grateful for being in a first world country uh, during the pandemic because we had it easy, extremely easy, and um, I don't think that we really understand what. Um, other countries had to deal with or other citizens of other countries had to deal with uh, in that regard um we and, definitely uh, and, don't. And, and they're not they're not holding us to account at least at least we're not hearing them holding us to account people are still they feel like they they went through that okay like no uh, the people who were the most hysterical and who people who i still see wearing masks funny enough Nobody's holding any anybody to account for the stupidity of the of the whole thing. For they never how wear much... the mask above the nose either. You know, they always wear it around their mouth, and they never wear it above the nose. But they still wear the mask. You know, <laughs> right? And you'll see it like wiping their face, they do it all sorts of other real dirty stuff. But it's just funny. It's everybody wants to just move on from it, and the greatest grift in the world was just pulled on everybody, and uh, nobody wants to. It seems nobody really wants to hold people to account like they're just letting it kind of go and i think that's being done by design i think that it's a house fire that's being slowly let burn out as opposed to them like you know wasting a lot of resources or or maybe making like a lot of smoke to like really play up the analogy i guess right like to I, really uh, go ahead what were you gonna say well i was gonna say what i really love um what i really loved out of the pandemic um if anything is the fact that it just gave more credence to what guys like me and you were talking about um, with in regards to government and the world politics and the geopolitical situation. Uh, because it, it, it's funny because when I bring up the pandemic and all this stuff, I've heard people say that, you know, you were, you're actually right. I should have listened to you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's like, well, it's so weird during that when people are in that situation, they can't see it. And they'll have every excuse to validate their own feelings and the um, 
the echo chamber of their life uh, and the people they surround themselves by and the, and the propaganda. And then, you know, a few years go by and then the government does the infamous rug pull. So, oh, you know, you know, it's like, oh, we, it wasn't really, you know, it, as bad as we thought or you didn't really need masks or, you know, whatever it is that they're saying now because they, they definitely pulled the rug on everybody. Um, it, it's just sad to see that so many people were duped, but we always bring up that Mark Twain quote, you know, it's easy to fool a man to convince me he's been fooled. But I just wonder why did people get fooled? Why did it, why did that happen? You know, I mean, what was it that, how were they able to fool so many people? Why were certain people able to not be fooled? Well, how does a person be fooled when, you know, their wife or their their husband is cheating on them and they just don't want to see it until something happens and then they have a change. You know, it's almost kind of like that type of relationship where or even a third party is like, dude, you're, you're, you know, you're fucking up. You don't see this or telling the woman, you know, she, he's cheating on you, but they just don't want to see it until something happens, you know, until like your mindset changes. Uh, you know, but you can't deny the truth forever, unless you know, unless you're a deranged maniac. But uh, eventually, yeah, they should be. You know, the society should hold people to account to always like truth. Obviously, is very important. So I just don't see why we allow ourselves to devalue it when it creates so many problems. It seems like society should purely exist. Any sort of order or structure to society should just exist to uh, allow truth to be of the utmost importance and to, and to, and to always prevail. And that's it, you know, like that, that really is it. And I think that the do no harm principle, which is like the essence of libertarianism, which I wouldn't define myself as a libertarian at this point, but I would say that from a uh, fundamental principles, I definitely still identify with the fundamental principles of libertarianism and do no harm is of course, like one of those fundamentals, but uh, anyway, I'm kind of getting off a little topic there, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I, I would classify myself as like more libertarian than any other type of um, part, uh, party, you know, affiliation. Uh, but I don't I don't like parties. I don't like being affiliated with anything because, you know, George Washington literally warned in his farewell address about like party divide and parties based on locations, you know, just kind of like we have uh, now, you know, obviously the South is Republican, North is Democrat and, you know, whatever. But it, it does such a disservice to the voter and the citizen to, you know, have to align themselves with. A party it just it sucks but the whole point is just to limit your choices and that's why we're kind of dealing with um now i mean what you know trump's running and it's like why are we getting this guy again you know why why can't they just get some of the brightest minds in the world or at least in america to to run for this office and it's just you just have idiots it's always a binary that it's the binary that they offer Everything is like a is one or the other, and it's it's always like some corruption, right? It's like some corrupted version of like an offer. It's never a good offer, you know. So I feel like that's done by design. They're saying like, here is your option. When and it's like, okay, wh- why? Why is that my option? I don't want that. Why does that represent me? And enough people are are waking up to that, but. Until they actually question the very system itself, until they actually were to say like, hey, I'm rejecting the system fully, it's it's going to be the same circus over and over and over again. It's just like they, they fully have ownership of that system, you know, and that's just how it uh, that's how it is. And the only way I, there really is no way to overtake a system like that because it has like a life of its own. It has so many moving parts and so many actors involved in it that it's just the old, I mean, I could see it possibly. And that's what they're, that's what they're scared of right now is the system like losing and going completely out of control and them not being able to bounce into the next thing because so many of them are so old and they held on to power for so long. I don't think they thought that this would be like 
the crisis point where everything would fall apart right here and now where they would be so old and they would have to deal with it. I think they anticipated some sort of like graceful handoff or maybe not. I don't know. It's actually, I, the more I see how they behave or at least the ones that are the most public, you got to wonder, are they just, they're, they're so delusional because they're so drunk on their own power. That's what it really is started to play off like. And it just seems so silly because you're like, that's evil villain 101. That's what you would see as a child when the the villain is standing on the cliff, like looking over the village and like, ha ha ha, like giving his soliloquy about uh, why he is the way he is. And it's like you're seeing that sort of just craven, egotistic, nihilistic uh need to destroy and, and control the like control what they cannot destroy basically and uh you're just like really that's it like you're you're not that like you're just so consumed by like this earthly realm and this this pursuit of power that doesn't is not gonna make them live forever you know and you can see it they're just like these like henry kissinger george soros Diane Feinstein, Biden, you know, all of them. They're like these walking crypt keepers, like just kept somehow ticking with drugs and last like last bit of surgeries where they cut out lesions and tumors and stuff. It's real far out stuff, man. I mean, it's like it's like it, it's so much more space age. And I think you've brought this up in the past too. just how much more advanced like the military industrial complexes than the public knows about. They're like 20, 30 years ahead than what we think. I mean, I guarantee that so, some of the biomedical advancements they have that they have uh, Biden and his ilk on is, is real far out stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, you, it's interesting because you brought up, um, you know, why can't, you know, government be built on truth and it's just, all governments are always usually built on lies. Uh, truth is the enemy to government. And uh, that's why, um, you Not know, a I monarchy. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's all leaders lie. All They're all just trying to prop themselves up and give enough to the public to where they're happy. And they're fooling people in the system that they're happy. They're, you know, because... You know, I, I they we spent so much money el- elsewhere. We never we haven't given it back to uh, you know the citizen. I mean, we're not really benefiting as Americans from the the taxpayer system that we are paying into. We don't uh, operate like a nation. We operate like an empire or like a yeah. or or a corporate empire. Basically, a nation looks after its people, and that and we, uh, you know, we get all caught up in the binary of socialism versus. Uh, freedom i guess you know whatever that binary is but a true nation looks after its people through and through it doesn't let anybody suffer or fall behind it wants the optimal state right it wants the best for its people and uh you know what you're saying is that they do not behave that way they throw all their money to other causes except for their people the people like survive in spite of the government it seems largely uh it's just like you know, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration because people do pretty well here in terms of, you know, we have plumbing, modern plumbing, we have modern medicines, et cetera. But there's also a lot of issues uh, with like the quality of life. You know, it's like people live, but the quality of life is pretty abysmal. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, they have everybody fooled that this system is making them happy. Uh, you know, they got them freaking drugged up on TikTok. And that's just like a drug, man. I, I like walk by people and I, I it's like zombie land. I swear to God. And it's just um, and then the ironic part is I'm on the outside for saying that I'm on the outside for telling people that social media and all this stuff is whack. You know, online dating, fucking all that shit is just garbage and terrible for you. And people just feel obligated to use it. And it's just it just. It's so sad because I saw a statistic that said that 62% of teenage girls feel depressed. It's like, well, why is that? I mean, it's not that hard to figure out that it's because of the the, <clears throat> the absolute terrible uh, – the, the terrible pressure that we put on young people 
uh, in the society of materialism, all that pressure. It's just it's very upsetting because our young people are going to grow up in this generation of just complete like narcissistic um narcissistic lifestyle of just like caring about yourself and not really thinking you know what's greater what's for the greater good and i'm not even talking like in a communistic way like oh yeah the greater good i'm talking about what's greater for yourself in a way that can benefit other people because when you when you're able to work on yourself and you're able to build yourself up you're able to affect people in a positive light and i, I think that all that crap that we're being bombarded with takes you out of that and yeah, it makes you, you weaker yeah and you end up shrinking your, yourself and you shrink your morals and you shrink your values and then uh you, you're not thinking outside of yourself you degrade um, yourself yeah exactly and that's why we're seeing all these fucking you know beautiful women feel like they have to get naked to be valued i mean come on it's just uh and that's what we as a society has told them We've told them that that's what you need to do if you need to be valued and you have to put your value on the way you look. And um, if not, if you're not looking your best all the time, then or taking a, a selfie and posting it, you're going to miss out on something. And uh, people just need to look inside themselves and, you know, just try to be better people, a better, a better person to other people. Because if you kind of, if you just, have all that negative nonsense if you take in all that negative nonsense that you're being projected with and you hold it and you keep it around you're going to affect people you're going to be miserable and you're going to affect people negatively and you're going you're to end up drawing negative energy and negative vibes into your life and i think that we just need to try to treat people better on a, on a daily basis and try to build off that because everything that we're being projected with is just so much negativity if we can just treat ourselves a little bit better and treat others better i think that we'd find ourselves to be a little bit happier yeah, but that's great. I'm with you on that. But here, well, the I bet the comeback would be, but yeah, Adam, like, I get that, but I don't do that online. I'm just like, you know, taking pictures of me smiling and me like with my friends or, or it's a dude who's like, I'm just on there, you know, like I'm just checking out my butt, my butt's pictures, you know, I'm like checking out some hot chicks some sports highlights. What's, what's the problem, man? I'm not. I, whatever it's just a little downtime i got like what's the problem well would you well, have a response to that or what would be your yeah well i would say that the, the problem doesn't rely on uh, the, the, the the problem isn't what you think it is you know it, it's not for instance if you wake up every morning and you use something every day what, what do you call that yeah but yeah and you do it every day and you don't Habit. really yeah uh, yeah exactly but then Eventually, you're doing every day for a year, two years. I mean, it's almost borderline addicting. And the TV is addicting. The movies and all that stuff, you know, all that stuff is addicting. And the thing is, if you're not, if you're, I don't, I'm not against social media. I'm not, because I, you know, I have Instagram. So when people send me stuff, I can look at like, you know, because um, you can't look at stuff that people send you on Instagram, unless you have an Instagram account. So I have an Instagram. So someone like, if someone sends me a link to something, I could see it. We do. Uh, I, it's I, I, uh, at optimal state pod. Yes, that, that is true. Yes. But I, like I was talking about, you do have that as well. But <clears throat> um, I, I think that people just need to know, uh, you got to respect the beast. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what life is about. Respecting, you know, uh, you, you know, if you drink alcohol, you can't do it every day and if you abuse it you don't respect it uh you don't respect what it can do to you and you're not looking at it in a, in a pragmatic way as like how is this negatively affecting me and i think social media should be looked at the same way just maybe even television if you consume too much television it could be bad for you and you know what are you really getting at it are you know does it make you feel more connected does it make you feel does it does it you know um jerk your ego um what are you using it for and i think that people just need to self-reflect about that like what am I really doing? Because I know for just the I've always kind of been against social media and like I never felt good about using it ever in my entire life. I never felt like I got anything from it. And if you have a business and you're trying to promote it or if you have a podcast, you're trying to promote it. I, I see the value in it. I'm not saying social media has no value. But what I'm saying is you have to respect it enough to know that um, it's, it's not good for you um, habitually 
every day, you know, and because yeah, uh, you're investing your soul, you're investing your person, you're investing your soul into that action, that behavior. And it is like, you know, it does take something of you in that regard, you know? And I mean, I always think like, I think of the grand scope of history, I think of trying to like remove myself from that place in time, look at it a little more objectively, try to take myself out of my my passions, like my interests, because they're so fickle, really, right? I mean, if you think back like five, 10 years ago, what you were into, a lot of it changes over the years. You know, we, we some things stay consistent, but a lot of things change. And I think in the grand scheme of things, if you're looking at things in, in a perspective like that, you could remove yourself then from the addictive nature of scrolling through a phone. Because I agree with you, it does have an, it can take on an addictive sort of uh like behavior well, pattern like they built it like a slot machine and that that's uh, it's by and, design right totally yeah, you know that's what I mean? and that, that's, today everything's done yeah. by design yeah exactly and so to, to say that oh it's not like that it, it wouldn't you know it, i would I'd feel like someone's not being real with me if they don't believe that you know and the thing is with social media i mean not social media but dating apps i find it strange that people are my, are willing to meet strangers now than have a conversation in public it's like so weird that we're living in a society that people would rather meet a stranger than just, you know, meet like normal people. And uh, that, but that's the world we're living in. And I, I just I, I don't really understand it because I maybe like you and I, we didn't really grow up in that world. Uh, we grew up in a world that if you if you wanted to get anything in life, you had to earn it by getting out there and working your fucking ass off. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you still got to work your ass off. But at the same time, it's just like. You know, you had to, you know, if, if we went to go to play basketball at the lake, right, we just met there. We didn't need, we didn't text anybody. We were just at four o'clock. We got or five o'clock. We're all going to play lake ball. Let's go. You know, and we all just meet up. You know, there was nothing. There's something to that in life. You know, just living your but life. Every, everybody was operating that way. That's the thing. We yeah. all bought into that way of behaving. And it was because there there wasn't a, a way other. I mean, there were plenty. There were almost like an infinite other amount of other ways we could have lived our lives, but we all opted in to live that way where we said, we're going to communicate. We're going to go play lake ball at five. But now people have opted into the system where everybody is very siloed, very anonymous, very behind screens. And it's like the only way to get out is where people opt into something else and reject this. So I don't know. They're the, the techno globalists are hoping that everybody continues down you know that this is like more of like a vectorized projection you know that it's moving more in the techno bureaucratic social, direction social, social credit score i mean that's what yeah, instagram's exactly. preparing us for. that's what instagram's preparing us for totally. i mean tiktok so, and uh Ocula, I'm a, I'm or meta. A 4. 9. i would never do a 4.2 <laughs> you know what i mean like and that's yep. what's gonna and that's what's gonna end up happening like you know, people aren't even going to want to associate themselves with threes and twos and ones, you know what I mean? And it's going to be, and people are going to be okay with it. And it's such an abomination to society and to human life to start treating people that way, to start treating people in a way that um, they're making judgments on just such basic, it's like idiocracy. You're ugly, man. Yeah, I don't want to be around you. I'm sorry. You know, like, it's just, um, it, it's crazy. Um, and they have everybody duped into believing that this is the perfect system for them. Um, and that's why so many people are depressed. That's why so many people are fucking are prescribed fucking all these different drugs, drug cocktails. Dude, it's funny. I saved, I got to find this commercial for you, man, that I saw. Uh, it was a pharmaceutical commercial and the list of side effects was so long and so ridiculous that it, it it took like a minute for the guy to say it, it was so funny, you know. And it and just, they'll have like the guy playing frisbee or something, yeah, or like no. swimming in the ocean, and they're like yeah, explosive yeah. diarrhea. Your kidneys will fall out of your ears. Yeah, yeah, it's just and that and <clears throat> that's why nobody can make good decisions because everybody is you know it got the veil over their eyes. Uh, uh, yeah, it's and, in one way or another, right? It's like they're all messed up on drugs or. Something consuming, you're just so um, consumed by everything, you know. And life is hard, don't get me wrong. I mean, we are facing a lot as a society, individually, 
we all have to work a lot harder to make, you know, well, make what to make a life for ourselves, you know. And, uh, you know, back in the day, you, you know, my grandmother stayed home. My grandfather went to work and that was it. Now it's like, oh, you work two or three jobs or, you know, you got to do this and that, you know, and it's. Oh, interesting. Uh, so you would say. You would say that we work harder now than they did back in the day. Is that kind of like the, because I don't know, well, I, I would almost say like they had a better work ethic. You know, my grandfather well, no, was no. like a hard, hard, go ahead. Well, no, what I'm saying is your money, you know, the dollar wasn't as inflated. So basically you didn't really have to, you know, working one job paid for what you needed. 100%. Yep. Yeah, it's not about work ethic. It's just about, you know, the the state of the dollar and the state of the economy back then. Uh now it's they have everybody, you know, fooled about you know how hard, you know, the how, how hard they need to work and um and it, it was just kind of weird because, you know, the whole virtual working thing, uh you know, it was big during COVID and uh obviously that's being phased out, but it, it's uh. like we, this generation uh, this is a generation of people who just think that, you know, life should be easy for them. And that's why socialism is uh, almost acceptable now, because it's like, oh, don't do anything. Just live up the government and, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. The nanny state rules you. Uh, it's like these are the cycles of history, though. They repeat. They They come time and time again. And it's this old adage by now. Everybody has heard it like uh, ad nauseum. That weak times make sure. Well, it starts with strong men making great times, great times making weak men, weak men making bad times, and then the bad times making the strong men, and then that cycle going over and over again. And you know, it's it's taking on the form of socialism now, woke activism, social justice, blah blah blah. Uh, it's just weakness, really. Ultimately, it's people becoming so complacent and unable to determine their own destinies that they need to live in fantasy worlds that's really ultimately what it is because really in the strength is about deciding you're going to build and it doesn't have to necessarily be physical a lot of times it does manifest physically but these could be ideas right uh these other people are not they're creating they're dwelling in chaos and they're not actually creating anything they're refusing to create anything and they uh have issues with that so that being said, I think we're going to go to break real quick and uh, we'll come back. We'll discuss this a bit more and say hey to our buddy Chucky Schumer. See you on the other side. Line Chuck.
right, we're back. That was another Qatari Jam, one of my favorites, Astral Gyres. That one goes out to you, Jim Sanamore. I know you're playing the steel drum somewhere on the beach, looking out at the sunset and thinking, damn, I wonder what those Qatari guys are doing now. And it's Speedo. It's Speedo. <laughs> I, I see it with like the white sunblock on his nose, too. <laughs> And like a uh, like a lay on his on his around his neck. Anyway, Jim was our old drummer <laughs> in guitar. Yeah, we digress. <laughs> so uh, Adam, I did. Uh, I I had a question uh, for you, and you know you can throw it right back at me if you want. But we talk a lot about what people are doing wrong. You know, like a lot of bad actors, a lot of bad eggs. Uh, who? would you say are doing it right? Like who, or who has done it right? Even throughout history, we're talking like role models or people that figures that you could look up to in some way, shape or form. We're not talking idols necessarily. We're not talking like people to worship because that we don't, we don't like that, but we talking more like people who've lived some sort of exemplary life of some kind. Yeah. Well, uh, nowadays it's hard to say, um, I don't uh, – there are probably a lot of people that I don't know about that are doing the right thing uh, in life. Uh, and, and like celebrity-wise, I'm not sure because I'm not I'm not really into celebrity culture, so I'm, I'm not too sure about like the modern age. Uh, you know, Jesus was obviously the, o- the only one that supposedly lived righteously and lived divinely. Um if you believe that story, I'm not saying I don't, but I'm not saying I do because I, I, you know, I want to keep that out of it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, and other people like as a society, we look up to like George Washington. Uh, he served his country for over 40 years in the military. And uh, I'm not, was he the one who couldn't tell a lie? I don't know. I'm not, was that Abraham Lincoln? No. But uh, uh, they both actually were known for being honest. So there was honest Abe. Yeah, I think oh, he yeah, yeah. gave yeah, some guy true. his book or money back but then george washington was and i think this is a a myth but he chopped down a cherry tree and he said when he was a kid he, and he said i cannot tell a lie i chopped down that cherry tree yeah and uh, for some reason so, that's a legend yeah i bet that has a lot of symbolism though actually you know if you if you want to um think about it that way i bet there's a lot of symbolism to that story yeah, well, I mean, actually, that story is kind of, uh, you know, the story of George Washington, if you look at it, it's quite amazing. I mean, he got, like, every disease known to man and still lived. Um, I didn't know that. Had, yeah, it, like, really, he's, like, yeah, smallpox and tuberculosis, like, everything. He got, like, everything, still managed to live. He didn't have any kids, which pretty much ensured that the United States would not become a monarchy. I mean, he had stepchildren. And it was just, like, everything, like, happened to work out. I mean, he had, like, he would get off his horse or his horse was shot from underneath him. He had bullet hose, holes in his jacket that he would find. Um, and here's this man that was, uh, you know, supposedly like, a, you know, a man's man, a man amongst men uh, that, you know, led this country to freedom. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people even really know who George Washington is. I like as a person, you know, I, I started kind of looking him up a little bit. And I just found his, uh, his life interesting because, uh, he did survive a lot, and it was almost like it was meant to be that this nation was built on, um, built because of him, or um, you know, and he had it, or he had a huge, um, <clears throat> he had a huge impact on the, the way this country was founded. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I, it's hard to say I, who's really doing it right, especially nowadays. I mean, what, what would your your opinion be uh, on that? Oh, I, I would nowadays. Yeah, that's that's a little hard, but uh, I, I look to history for sure. And you tag George Washington. I think that that's we look at George Washington. And I could agree with that because of a lot of the qualities that he demonstrated in a lot of situations and a lot of the figures that I think about that I, I look up to as role models of some fashion in terms of, you know, ambition, in terms of accomplishment are generals other generals uh so alexander the great of course julius caesar napoleon you know these are 
the the be all end all of of generals and and great men who men were were uh, inspiring to their men. So uh, you know, and I think there's the commonalities between all of these, besides profession of being generals, were uh, you know ve- they had very similar qualities, and that these qualities are not really emphasized a lot these days, and. We don't even talk about these figures too much. I, I actually see that there's a Napoleon film coming out pretty soon with Joaquin Phoenix starring as Napoleon. I think it's actually directed by Ridley Scott. I think it Joaquin sounds like Phoenix, Gladiator too. Sounds like what? Gladiator too. Oh yeah. Oh, you know really? that's that. right. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that's your yeah. spot. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Oh, okay. I wonder if Russell Crowe's in it. <laughs> He's playing like the Duke of Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I worry that because I, I heard the synopsis of it is that it's more about Napoleon's unrequited love for his wife, Josephine, who was pretty uh, she was like cheating on him and adulterous, like uh, a seductress, like she really wielded her sexual influence in the French court. And I think this film focuses on that. And if that's the case, that's so unfortunate because what a wasted opportunity. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think like what have there been any recent films about Napoleon and about how epic it was that he conquered Europe? Uh, I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head. And then the one that they come that they're going to put out is basically one that just shows him being weak and you know, you might say that's a little hyperbolic. That's a little like extreme of a take, but I don't think so. Cause again, when was the last time we saw a film about Napoleon? When was the last time we saw a film about George Washington, about Alexander the great? Uh, there's been, you know, a handful here and there, but these are men who exhibited qualities that men need to look up to. I think, often and they need to be tapping into these stories not necessarily to go conquer the world but figuratively yes to go out and conquer the world because you need that you need strong builders strong creators men to go out there and do what men do unfortunately a lot of the stories that they put out there are just stories to make men weak and i do think that's done by design oh yeah i mean it's a good point that they they don't really show um, they, it's not really a popular thing to show uh, a, a very strong man, uh, and I mean, I'm not, you know, obviously, like Marvel movies have like, you know, Superman hero type things going on, but it's not. It's fantasy. It's not, yeah, exactly, uh, and, and that's the only context it's like allowed almost. And I, because I, I, I'm like, I don't really know about <clears throat> movies like that. I, I'm not. I don't really go to the cinema or uh why i don't even have netflix or uh whatever whatever else is out there hulu but what i do know is that even movies aren't even the same because you know they they just you know they kind of like wokeism kind of just really took over the hollywood scene and just like changed everything to the point where everything is just so unwatchable and it's like so abrasive too um, just sitting through it and watching some of these shows, it's like torture, man. And to see people like, oh, you see this show, you see this show. And then like I watch it and the acting is just awful. I'm like, dude, like what the hell? Like <clears throat> I could act if that's what it takes. <laughs> you know, I have no yeah, acting th- skill. Let me, let me you tell you what I mean? what's so like, funny. I could be Netflix. For sure. No, let me tell you what's so funny is we're watching this show. My girlfriend and I are watching this show called The Last of Us on hbo and i'm like i'm like up in arms the whole time i'm just constantly like you ever see that show mystery science theater 3000 where the guys are in the the silhouette shadows in the front and they're like critiquing the bad films maybe you never saw that mystery science theater 3000 it's kind of an older show it's like from the 90s but uh these guys are on like a spaceship and they just watch old movies and they critique them but that's basically what I've been doing throughout this whole show because it's just so uh it's like so over the top with the woke stuff. It's like the the main dude has a half black daughter and then like she dies and then he's like taking another girl across the country but he's super like blank slate 
like as one dimensional of a character as you can get. And then of course the little girl is this rambunctious, like I'm going to take charge and be a badass and do all these like way over the top things that are really not that believable, but I'm still like, you're going to believe them because it's a show. And you're like, yeah, but why do I have to like suspend my, my belief for you, but no one else? Like, why are you able to do all these? It's just, and then there's, Oh, this is the best is uh, episode like three or four is solely focused on a gay love story between some prepper uh, played by this dude who is, I don't even know the actor's name, but he's like, he's on this show Parks and Rec, I think. And he's like, he's this caricature on that show of, of manliness. So he plays this prepper dude on this show, The Last of Us. And he's like living, the, the show basically, I'm sorry, I didn't give you the premise of the show. The show is about a, a uh, dystopian world created by this fungal infection that spreads and uh, kills a lot of people and creates these sort of like fungus mutants. So people are living in the ruins of this world and trying to survive. So in this world uh, is this survivor who is a prepper and he builds this like fortress. He's waiting for the day to happen. You know, he has this little bunker and then in one of his traps, he captures a guy and the two of them end up becoming gay lovers and uh, dying together in their little bunker paradise. And it's like it's, the whole episode is about that. And I, I think the takeaway was supposed to be how beautiful that was. But I was like, ah, no, I don't think so, man. I think that's real sad and selfish that those two guys just live there eating their food while everybody was dying on the outside and there's nothing to come of it. They're just dead. There's no families. There's no nothing. They were so selfish in their final moment in their final years that they couldn't. So yeah, the show, but this is a real kicker, which actually came to me like recently. The, the show comes from a video game and the video game has such a big following that it, they, thus made the HBO show as the story goes a lot of time, you know, book, big fan base, video game, big fan base. The cut scenes from this video game are incredible when compared to this show. Like they're so moving and they're so well done. And the reason is they're grounded in truth. They're not trying to spin some sort of woke narrative and shove it down your throat. That's not their priority. Their priority is telling the story. Their priority is telling a true, believable story with with the element of disbelief, which is the uh, dystopian fungal infection world. But it's believable because everything else is true. Like the characters are true. It's not this whole crazy world of, you know, like, I'm sorry, those the 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 gay prepper is like such a funny idea to me to think that that exists. But sure, fine. That we could say that exists, but that whole storyline is just not at all how it would play out. And I mean, it's for so many reasons, it's just a, a little absurd. But uh, anyway, uh, that that's uh, the example I think of uh, woke Hollywood and um, how off the rails it could truly get. Yeah, but well, it's you can't deny it. And I mean, anybody that believes that it's not really like that and, and uh, people think it's for the greater good oh yeah you know it's uh these stupid storylines how, how do you get sucked into something so ridiculous but it's, it's, like, it's subtle think- programming too then i mean people are just like watching this and i think that's the real danger is it's like that becomes people's reality and expectations of reality you know and are the executives like sitting around like okay let's do a show about a virus meets aliens yeah that's great bob that's fucking amazing you know like who who approves this stuff because um the acting sucks the writing sucks and uh i'm not saying there's nothing good out there because i'm sure you can find something but it's there's just so much out there now like back in the day if you got on television it's because you're the best now every schmuck could get on television and uh well if they're um, a victim they could do anything yeah, right. But yeah, that's um, victim society that we're living in. So they they don't want to empower people to maybe be able to make their own decisions. They don't want to empower people to feel like they know who they are, what their values and morals are. They want to poison everybody 
with everything. You're, you're being poisoned at every inch of your life. I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, I mean, uh, you, you know, what you what you see on your phone is poison most of the time what people are looking up. And when you're, what you're drinking in the faucet is probably poison, you know. I mean, look at the cancer rates, at least where I live. I mean, it's astronomical. And uh, it's funny because um, Grumman was uh, had to pay a fine for literally poisoning the water in Bethpage. And it, it, it's it's crazy how they do that, that, that these corporations are allowed to just say, oh, sorry, we'll pay the fine. It's like the pharmaceutical companies that had to pay um, all those fines. I mean, Pfizer, you know, in regards to the vaccine, I, I looked at it like, here is Pfizer. They made this vaccine, but they also paid the biggest fine in U.S. history for knowingly and willingly manipulating the public about the safety of the products. That was like in the lawsuit. That's like almost verbatim, you know? So it's just like, why would I want to keep putting this shit into my body when it's literally, it could be poison. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in the faucet. I drink bottled water. I don't, I don't you know, unless I'm upstate in the mountains, you know, then I'll drink the faucet water there because I have no problem. But, but Adam, are you are you an anti-vaxxer? Yeah, exactly. No, no. You, you can't be. How, yeah, how did? Well, it's it's just the very. How dare you? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people that are victim to pharmaceutical companies taking advantage of them. Uh, it's not even vaccine related because even if you leave that out, I mean, you have. Um, uh, Johnson and Johnson, the, to Johnson, the TV Johnson stations the too. yeah, yeah, Johnson Johnson, the talcum powder, literally giving people cancer. Oh, that's fine. You know, they pay, it's the same people that sell you cigarettes, the government basically that allows you to people to sell, sell you cigarettes and alcohol that kills you is now trying to save you from you know, uh, a, a virus. And it's just, I, I don't want to get on that because it's a whole nother thing, but it, it's just none of this, they, they don't want people to feel good about themselves because if they did during that whole time of the pandemic, they were told people go outside, be with your family, be in the sun, get exercise. That's what's going to heal us. It's just like, no, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, do whatever we say. And uh, people just need to take their lives back and uh, understand that what, what is, uh, what they're telling you is nonsense and it, it's poison it really is. And, it's sad to see so many people fall into uh, kind of uh, like like zombie lands uh, with regards to, you know, the phones, the apps, uh, you know, the distractions. Because there's a lot of distractions out there and it's all meant to take you away from self. They, they don't want anybody to. And that's why they don't want people to critically think about making decisions anymore. They just want mindless drones walking around. Uh, not being able to make decisions for themselves and their families. And, you know, when, you know, people are trying to say that's not your best interest, you know, you making a decision for yourself is not your best interest. Let me make it for you. Yeah, that, that's a problem. And uh, uh, <clears throat> it's a slippery slope, a very slippery slope that we're on as a society because uh, I think that if we keep going, people, instead of being mindful, they're going to be mindless. But it is. I mean, yeah. it's it's sliding there inevitably. I mean, it's not. I really. I you may think it's it, it may stop, but I think it's inevitable. I mean, we're sliding into the abyss, uh, in all in all manner of ways. So the only way is really to reject what they the whole thing because the whole thing is going down. In my in my opinion, that's my take. You know, perhaps that's a little bit more of the black pilled cynical take. Yeah, say, I, I, yeah, yeah. I would say that. Um, I mean, I think I said in a prior po uh, podcast, like, who is really believing that we're on our way to true prosperity? I mean, right, if you said that, exactly. to somebody, they, they, they'll probably laugh at you. You know, like, look at the state of everything around you. You know, it's garbage. Right. So you mean, have to climb out of the wreckage, or what is soon to be like full on wreckage, and and really just focus on rebuilding or building however wherever you're at in in that process but um i do think we're uh we're we're gonna end on that yeah um anything you wanted to to finalize this this uh, episode with uh no i just want to tell everybody to you know keep being themselves and uh don't 
fall for the the nonsense that is being projected at you and just uh, enjoy your life and you know we'll see you next time yeah be yourself unless you're a, a depraved a-hole in which case you need to stop that and then be your better self that's what uh that's what uh, i'll end with and we Sounds love you good. guys yeah talk to you later adios Time when your memory wasn't running through my mind, I was choking on a savage pride, coagulated with the life that once was mine. The life that